my birthday party two years ago when because he had never had straight scotch. Mm-hmm. We gave him my friend came from Scotland and brought like Brudekladic or something like that. Uh, one more time. Bech, something super Scottish. I can't like, pronounce it. Something must be good. Must be great. <laughs> it is. It, it was like we it, we cracked it out. Cracked uh-huh. it out. Cracked it open. Cracked it out. And we <laughs> cracked it out. But then yeah. So then we like taught him how to like drink scotch. How do you drink scotch? Out of a glass. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Boozy Breakfast Friends, your favorite new podcast where three grown adults drink, cry, and discuss their favorite cartoon, Steven Universe. I'm your host, Charles, and I'm joined, as always, by my very good friends, Isha. Hi! And Patrick. Hello! Every episode, we'll dive into a specific Steven Universe theme and try to figure out why the crying breakfast friends are crying. I finally went back and like listened to... That first exchange between Pear and Spoon, and realized that like they, it's unclear who made who cry. That they are both just like, Don't wow. Listen, it is I'm a bill. Kidding. It is a bill collector. Oh. And oh, it's out of your headphones. I see. Sorry. Charles Pullymore is dead. Uh, <laughs> he can't pay his bills. Um, <laughs> this is his grandmother. This. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, yeah. Do you guys? Have any funny jokes as to why they're crying? Breakfast friends are crying. Oh, I didn't think of one. This is a good conceit we have going. It's true. It's uh, we really committed <laughs> to the bit. Yes. Um, because. Because. <sighs> Wait, is it Spooner just... the pair that's crying again? I mean, you can choose any of the breakfast friends. Okay. Like, let's just come up with a reason as to why any of them are crying. Let's okay. go. Because Spoon served Pear uh a pizza and pear is gluten free, so oh, wow. okay. it's a very emotional situation. Okay, I think they're just they're just very like emotionally ha- healthy people. You know, let mm. your feelings out. Don't hold them up. True. Mm. Mm. It's a good message for the kids. My idea is that they're all um, things that can be found in the White House uh, <laughs> kitchen, and they're just like, this is all this is all oh terrible. Oh my god, it's, true. It's all bad. They're like, what? <laughs> It, it is what's wrong? I'm back. trying to run from Sean Spicer. It's, it's whatever. For some reason, when you first said that, I was like imagining a national treasure type situation. <laughs> <laughs> like on the back of the waffle is a map to the Knights Templar treasure or something. Yes, 100%. I mean, this is this is some fan fiction that needs to go up on Archive of Our Own or right now. It's going to be very popular. Watch uh, out, Tumblr. Watch out, Tumblr. We're coming for you. Actually, I need to set up our Tumblr. That's, uh, that's going to be something I do this weekend. Um, you guys, so today is a very special episode for two reasons. Ooh. One, it's a quickie. It's going to be a short episode. Yeah. And two, it is technically speaking our Valentine's Day episode, but we come out on Fridays and we don't, you know, we don't play by the man's rules. Uh, so this episode is going to be all about love. Aww, shifting corporate expressions of feelings. Into three days over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck you, February fourteenth. Um, which reminds me, have you guys gone to like? Um, you don't like Target yet and gotten all that sweet, sweet discount, discount candy. Discount candy? No, I have not. Dude. I never really bought the candy because two days after Valentine's Day, i.e. today. Cadbury eggs. It's my birthday. Oh, right. <laughs> and I always get candy for my birthday. It is a super, <laughs> super special oh episode. Oh, it's Patrick's birthday. birthday. 
Patrick. And you, Patrick. I've got my crown and cape on. It's true. Yep, he's wearing it. The baby wore is a that away, good sir. That is what we're doing as soon as we leave here. Mm. Um, that was still, sorry, that was just still <laughs> one of my favorite moments when Pearl like goes over and whispers to Garnet, and Garnet's like, Stephen, Pearl's doesn't want to do this. You're <laughs> <laughs> <Very> uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> But keeping in theme with uh, you know the the loverliness of this week, uh, we're going to talk about love specifically, like how the show has handled love, um, because it's uh, as anyone who has like watched more than two episodes knows, like you can't really throw a stick without hitting a plot line that's about somebody being in love with somebody else, and maybe that someone else doesn't love them back. You never know, and it's all like, oh my god, let's be in our feelings. True. Uh, Let's kick things off. Let's like let's softball it. Like okay. <laughs> obviously, when, you, when you're talking about like Steven Universe and love, there's a there's one relationship in particular that fans are just like, oh my god, like I can't believe how progressive this show is because it's all about a relationship between two women. I was gonna say Buck and Kiki just for jokes, but I just said two <laughs> women, and I was like, damn it. Buck and Kiki, everyone's OTP. Um, um, yeah, Garnet. 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 The most beautiful love of all time. Garnet! Quick, you have to pretend to be my mom to Connie's mom. Hello. This is Mom Universe. Yes, the children are playing swords. Sorry, playing with swords. They're bleeding. Oh no, they are dead. Don't call again. She literally is a relationship. Yeah, yeah. her existence. I feel is... like... Yeah, like I feel like there's that... Like, and I don't know what there is more to be said about Garnet because like she is like the flagship character of the show in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like when everyone's trying to do their analyses of the show and like why it's really great, everyone points to like Garnet and that song whose name I'm forgetting. Where she gets back together. Stronger Maybe, than you. Stronger than you. There it is. That's the one. Yeah, I really. One of the uh, kind of you know people talk about that. That song though isn't like. I was reading the notes on like kind of the demo for that song, and like they said, the theme of that song was Garnet can't lose. This is Garnet back together, and I'm never going down at the hands of the likes of you because I'm so much better, and every part of me is saying go hmm. get her. I always get that like you know it's kind of like in certain video games where you get to the final boss and it's like you've cleared the real final boss, and so now you're like just in like the area where it's like you gotta just shoot him once and. Right, yeah, the yeah, final yeah. thing, and that's sort of like what that song is. It's like she's already won. Right, now right. We're gonna, just, we're just gonna sing about it. Because you're just like, <laughs> darn it, ma'am. Like you literally just fought Jasper. What has changed? And I think the answer is like, she got a costume. True. <laughs> <laughs> sure. oh, the ultimate answer. Really quick, circling back to last week's episode. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed. No new costumes. Oh shit! Right. Yeah. I forgot. Like we yeah, haven't done like our our recap. I feel like we can do that real quick. It was a cute episode, but Patrick, you are right. There are no stars no. in their costumes. Stars. That's true. Although I guess uh, the last episode totally uh, plays into this one because of the whole Lars Sadie. That like quick shot of them holding hands, holding hands. Except mm-hmm. Lars was that actually holding her hand. Her hand was in her pocket, but he was definitely was his like, hand in her pocket. 
It was above. It was like on her arm, which was in her pocket. Okay, but, but definitely you know how, not like a friend type. You know situation. how when you get real close to somebody and you can feel their body heat, depending on how you feel about that person, that's either very comforting feeling or it makes you recoil in disgust. It was. It looked comforting, right? And comfortable. Yeah, this wasn't like a I'm pressed up against you on the A train on the subway. Please get off me. This oh, was like God. a Hey there. I like your presence. I'm okay with this. Yeah. That was an exciting thing that happened in overall. It was also all it. worth it to hear Lapis imitate. Yo, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo that makes sense. I go garn it. I'm obviously best suited to being the boss. You are very bossy. Thank you. Then I'll do what Steven does. Lapis, you could be Amethyst. Which one is she? Lapis is it's, the most savage. I love it. <laughs> but it's weird because it kind of gets like flipped on or off depending on like whether Steven is there. Yeah, yeah. Because if Steven is there, she's kind of a different per Like she's much more like vulnerable yeah. and friendly. And if Steven's not there yet, she's just... Doesn't have time for it. <laughs> well, it's like in the episode, like in the, what you call it, in the Thanksgiving episode with Andy, um, they're all like sitting around the table and talking about like what they're thankful for or whether like they hate the earth or some combination of that sentiment. <laughs> and like Lapis is making a joke and she's like, what if you've been trapped in a mirror for a thousand years? How would you feel about the earth then? <laughs> and they're all just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oof. And it's, you, you remember like, <laughs> Oh, this got dark. You're right. You're like, oh, right. Like, Lapis is still pissed as shit. She has every right to be. Yeah. You guys both saw the short, the video conference short, right? What? No. They did a quick, it's a minute long. That's not short. Like, in Steven Universe time, that's, that's a tenth of an episode. episode. <laughs> it's, it's just on YouTube uh, where Steven FaceTimes Peridot. Uh-huh. On a tablet, and like there are a lot of there's a lot of jokes about Peridot not figuring out, and then Lapis comes in. Peridot's like, "Look, it's Steven. and Lapis is like, "How'd they get you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> who, who did this to you?" Oh my god! Wait, was she joking? She, she no, serious? she gets really upset, and she oh. takes the tablet and she starts like smashing it. But I really like that. Like, it's always interesting to see the episodes where um, the like non actual crystal gems where like yeah ro like revolves around um yeah like Peridot and Lapis or yeah. like the humans what did they call and, themselves yeah, the, the new crystal gems no they had something like the temporary crystal gems yeah or the, the crystal temps the crystal, crystal temps yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah so it's like interesting to see how they react or like how they behave differently yeah also just like yo we got to see I I it's one of those things about Steven Universe that I always love, like the, the subtlety and like the incremental storytelling nature of it all. Peridot has gotten very good with her metal powers. Yeah. Like she lifted a whole she fucking car. A whole car. Like we just came from like Homegirl couldn't like wiggle a piece of metal to being like, yo, like watch yeah. me Magneto this shit. Yeah. And also, no one's surprised. That no. Was Everyone was like, all right. I think by this hand. point, it would take a lot to phase Beach City citizens. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. also, as long as this episode theme is uh, has to do with relationships, we should also point out that Peridot is still introducing Lapis as her roommate. Ooh. Ooh. True. Good. Good ear. Very yeah. good. I see you there. Interesting. Some, some, some queer subtext. Just, just so we have... A baseline for future episodes. We are confirmed bachelorettes who make meet morp together, which is art. <laughs> Rude. Um, but I, I, I feel like the ship that everyone is the most invested in, at least like 
on Tumblr is Peridot and Lapis. Like, there's this idea that Peridot is like mm-hmm. a lascivious little, almost Danny DeVito like gremlin who's like chasing. Oh my god! Who's like chasing after Lapis? Oh my god! She's not portrayed by Danny DeVito in the live action. I don't know what I'll do with my life. I mean, right after Danny DeVito was done with Detective Pikachu, he is going to be in the live oh action Steven oh Universe movie as uh, as Peridot. There's a um, a comic. I forget the storyboarder who did it, but in one of the San Diego Comic Con zines that the Universe puts out. Mm. There was a comic of Lapis and Peridot like living a domestic life together where like Peridot comes in the house in a suit and she's like, I'm home from work. Does she have a little bow tie? Yeah, she's, got, she's got a briefcase. And Lapis is like got an apron and like a di- like a covered dish and like she's like, How was work? And, and Peridot's like I don't have a job. Like, <laughs> and, like, and, then, and then Peridot says, says, what's for dinner? And like Lapis pulls down the covered dish and says, he's like, nothing. <laughs> and they all just start laughing. Like, oh my God, that is so cute. But I feel like that would be a bit that they do anyway. Yeah. Like, that just Everyone, totally seems like they're so, like, they're, what else are they doing in the bar? And just, like, I like the idea that they put on like, soap opera episodes. Yeah. Like, I feel like they would like, like, oh, A Day in the Life by August Wilson. And like all the beach city is there and it's them just pantomiming humans. <laughs> like, do you get it? Your existences are futile. Oh, I'll kiss <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good. Then Pumpkin runs across the stage. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Paradox has the internet, so who knows? Hey, <laughs> hey. Stranger Things. Did you see her Twitter account, right? I have. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You should follow Paradox on Twitter. She's a... She's a hoot. A hoot and a half. Boop, 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 boop. Ooh, that's Isha using the internet. Yeah, that, that was me. <laughs> um, Signed myself up for a twatter. <laughs> Sorry, whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry. Watch out, Grinder. There's what? competition out there. The ladies are coming for you. Back to Garnet. Let's, uh, yeah, like, I, I, I feel like my favorite Garnet moments, like, in terms of, like, how great a depiction of like queer relationships Garnet is. I like it when Ruby and Sapphire fight. Like I like mm-hmm. it. I feel like oftentimes with uh, when you're talking about how it's great that kids can see like queer characters in pop culture, it's always very positive, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's how like kids media tends to skew. And there's this idea that like if you have two men or two women or like bisexual characters in some kind of turmoil that could be interpreted as like a bad thing but like no it's perfectly healthy for like even soulmates who've been together for thousands of years being like I don't want to look at you right now I don't want to be the same person with you right now (laughs) get the fuck away from me before you know I, I burn this apartment up we must move past this Ruby she lied to us so we can form a sardonyx she tricked us don't you feel used ruby sapphire i uh... you're choosing to take it personally it's fusion sapphire what's more personal to us than fusion i know you're still upset oh so it's just me of course not can't you see i'm completely engulfed with rage i really i really like the moments where they're separated but they're not Oh yeah. When they're not fused, but they might as well be yeah. because they're each bringing together like the qualities that Garnet has as a whole. Yeah. You saw that a lot in the most recent Stephen Bomb. Yeah, with the like, plan. You know, Sapphire was bringing all of Garnet's like sort of you know planning and sort of far her future vision, yeah. 
and like her ability to stay cool under pressure and 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 Ruby punched things like <laughs> just threw herself at the door and was just like you can do it it's fine also, don't worry yeah, about the it. cutest moment for Eileen of that was when she was like trying to figure out an excuse to tell Blue Diamond and then like Ruby holds her hand behind her back and she was like all right I got this I knew you were wanted to, when we knew you needed more pets for your zoo and then Blue Diamond's like oh yeah I did didn't I <laughs> just like played it totally cool but it was like yeah, like, they were still operating as, like, one, but they were technically separate. Yeah. Aww. I love the idea that, like, in theory, there have been other sapphires, right? Like, they, a sapphire is rare, but, like, there are others. There's this idea that, like, sapphires, if they really wanted to, could just, like, fuck everything up by lying to people, but they don't. And the only reason that, like, Steven Sapphire is such a, like, a firebrand is because Ruby's around to be like, hey, hey. Damn it. <laughs> Do it, it'll be fine. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about... Do you want to talk about Steven and Connie? Like, are they even in love? They, they should mention it. Yeah. It's, it's Valentine's Day. It's cute. It's Patrick's birthday. It's, <laughs> it's like puppy love. It's like the... Oh my God, it's an earthquake. Um, it's like the cutest kind of puppy love where it's like, hey, we're like kids and we're friends, but like maybe we want to be more someday, but right now we're on an adventure. Well, yeah, it's true. I mean, it is so pure. It is kind of that sort of like... It's very much what you would expect from a cartoon. Yeah. In that they saw each other and, like, right away there was, like, I have to go, like... Why is all this bouquet around us all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. Is everything pink tinted? Oh, my God. What's that music? Charles, you and I were talking earlier on uh, Legend of Korra and how a yeah. lot of the relationships early on in that show, especially, like, Korra and Mako... Uh, were, were based around like sort of that idea that like instant infatuation like, yeah. I just saw you and I know we have a, an effect we have a connection yeah. and then which kind of made it easy to miss the relationship that ended up actually happening for Asami. Asami yeah uh, because you, you don't expect I don't mean that. To, I don't mean that to like say anything bad about Stephen and Connie. I'm just saying it's more like boilerplate, like what we expect. From right, and I think that that's sort of like in negotiations with, with like in negotiations with Cartoon Network. Yeah. They're like, we're gonna give you like a good old fashioned kitty puppy love, and then it's like, but also everyone else is a lesbian and they are in constant emotional turmoil. <laughs> oh my gosh, get ready! It's gonna be real fucking True. intense. Considering the context, yeah. But I also enjoyed that. I mean, like obviously it's asexual because they're like children but there is kind of like that yeah it is just like like a very I don't even want to say innocent because it doesn't necessarily mean innocent but it's like yeah it's just like a very like pure form of like it's like literal teamwork but there's absolutely like love involved oh, right. and that's where the relationship is right now I love that they're, they, uh, they're bleh, 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 bleh. Um, I love this part no I'm not going to say that at all so I was listening to uh, the Slate Culture Gap Fest this week and they finally did an episode about Steven Universe yeah. I'm like hell yeah man and one of the hosts mentioned a bit of confusion as to like how old Stevani is and like how old Steven and Connie are and up until like very recently we didn't know <laughs> I didn't realize like I was doing it I was like where the fuck is that I'm so sorry I'm a mess today it's okay it's fine alright there's any messes um, no it's, like we know that like Steven's 14 I thought 
15? He's a teenager. I think he just turned 13. 13 in really? Birthday party. On the show. Remember? Yeah. Was it 13? Remember he like tried to age himself up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I just, 13. Okay, 13. Party. So like they're yeah. they're both like, let, let's assume that it's safe to assume that they're both like, it's kind of younger than him? Yeah. Shouldn't she? I mean, I Wasn't assume they're both like early teens. Yeah, they're the same age, I'm assuming. I think there was a line where she's like, you're older than me? And he's just like, uh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. But I mean, whatever, yeah. like, but it's like negligible. Yeah. But like, um, the point that the Slate host made is that Stevani is clearly older than both of them, right? And that she is old enough and like physically mature enough to like blend in with the teenagers, which I feel was like a subtle nod to the potential relationship that mm. Stephen and Connie could have in a way that doesn't make you have to think about the two of them like having crushes on each other but it's just sort of like a, a subtle like oh yeah like down the line like they may be something but in the moment like Stephen is just gonna be like an awkward teen girl who's actually two children they're literally two children yeah <laughs> On, in a trench coat. In a trench coat. <laughs> True. What is it? But, uh, yeah, uh, even with her, like, the way she interacts with, what the fuck? Kevin. Kevin. With Kevin, like, I really like that it is such a, there are no romantic feelings involved, and it is purely, I don't know, it's just like, it's a very, like, practical approach to the situation of yeah. him, of it's like, it's more of like an ego battle than it is about, um, like any type of like relationship or feeling or like yeah yeah it's although more, everybody yeah. in Beach City is like stunned by how beautiful Stevani is like there's that Man, scene where she's yeah. in the big donut it's and like not both... a very good business <laughs> 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 and both like Sadie and Lars are just like oh my god true like women. Stevani, Stevani and uh, Steven Connie Stevani um no, the show is like at its best when it's digging into the messiness of relationships and love. Like the bits where it's so easy to be like, and we're happy. It's mm-hmm. like, well, okay, great. Like from the outside looking in, happy relationships don't really teach you all that much. And if ultimately one of the strong suits of the show is that it's giving everyone an, inst- uh, an opportunity to see the breadth and width and complexity of like queer relationships and only showing positive things ultimately is like a weakness. But I think as much time as people spend focusing on like Garnet and Steven and Connie, like the relationship that I always think about the most when I think about the strengths of Steven Universe, it's Rose and Pearl and Greg. Yeah. And like it is the ultimate it is both a very like pat kind of story when you're talking about like queer people. Like every everyone every queer person grows up seeing those movies where it's like young queer person is in love with someone of the same gender, but that person may or not be queer themselves. They kiss that one time, but they have a boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> what will happen? And what? Like, <laughs> Was it just a phase? <laughs> right, right. So it's either like everything works out and they become like a happy, and this usually happens in high school. Like they, everything works out and they're happy, or they get rejected and like, well, that's it. But I'm going to move on and life's going to get better. Both of those things can be true, but like in reality it's never quite like that like it's always like messy and it exists in this space that you grow and learn from and it doesn't like leave you we were right here over 5,000 years ago Pearl yes I'm going to stay and fight for this planet you don't have to do this with me But I want to. I know you do. Please, please understand. If we lose, we'll be killed. 
And if we win, we can never go home. Why would I ever want to go home if you're here? <laughs> My pearl, you're wonderful. Like, I think a lot about Pearl and what it means for her to, like, love Steven. And, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, all the emotions that have to be tied up in, oh, I'm going to help protect and raise the reason that the woman that I love is no longer here. But also on, <clears throat> also on some level, he is her, too. Right, 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 right. Which is, like, more yeah. confusing. Like. And also, yeah, I always think the like the Pearl Greg situation, I feel like which has been better, obviously probably since Mr. Greg, yeah. but like, yeah, that entire um, general like vague antagonism between the two of them was always super interesting to me because you never see that type of constant um, like grading of two characters. Because yeah. yeah, like you said, like everybody is like pretty okay because you know, it's a kid show. It's like, every, like, yeah, if we have like, if something happens with a relationship, like we sum it up. I guess that's kind of what happened with them, but like... But it's normally like in a kid's show, it's it's usually when there are two characters who don't get along, it's played up for laughs and it's, there's never really... The explanation as to why either it doesn't exist or it's very sort of like, <laughs> just to make you laugh. Mm. But with like Greg and Pearl, Pearl is so nice to everyone. Like she's a bit of a know-it-all, but she's never like hostile towards anyone. Right, she's super maternal in her Right, life. but like when Greg is in the room, she's like, eat shit. And just like... <laughs> <laughs> like there's a thing I... And maybe the other gems do it, and I've only noticed it with Pearl because of the hostility. But yeah. one thing I always notice, Pearl never says, your father, Stephen's father, your dad, mm. Stephen's dad. Yeah, she always right. says, Greg. Greg. <laughs> and she always says it like that, Greg. Greg. Uh, <laughs> and, and just looking at it from like Stephen's perspective... You know, remembering times when I've been that when you're with an adult and that other adult calls one of your parents by their first name to you, like addressing yeah. you, like, oh, you're Jack's kid. I don't know why I used my dad's name there, but. <laughs> no, but that's like so real. You're just that like. That's, that tells, like, when you're a kid, you're like, something's like, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's red flag shit. Yeah, like, and then like, you ask them later, you're like, yo, what's up with you and Bobby? Nothing. And you're like, mm -hmm. okay. And 20 years later, like, oh, y'all used to date. I see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, it. get it. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I think that Amethyst also calls but that seems she calls her like Greg yeah, yeah just like as because, a because but also because she's like, she's like, like friends they're she like she opens her mouth when she says it and Pearl it just break now I can't think of how Garnet refers to her Greg just like neutral Greg. just like oh true you. but no it's true there is definitely like a tone but also because like Garnet of the three of the gems had the most like understanding and like respect for Rose and Greg's relationship like in that episode I forget what the, the name is but the episode where we see Rainbow Courts for the one and only time in that you know fantastic 80s inspired dance sequence um, and <coughs> Pearl's like they haven't fused and Garnet's like yes they did and she's like, mm, game recognized, game, great. <laughs> Amethyst, give us some privacy. Yeah! Let me tell you something, Mr. Universe. I think you can do it. But it won't work if you dance like Pearl. You have to dance like you. You have to fuse your way. Get open. Get honest. Invent yourselves together. That's fusion. Aye! 
think I get it. As like as a homosexual man myself, um, <laughs> I can't help but think about how important or impactful um, an episode like Mr. Greg would have been for me as a young person. That idea that like there is a very good chance that you will fall in love with someone who does not feel the same way that you will, and that pain is never going to actually go away, right? I feel like that's a lie that we kind of tell ourselves, like, oh, like heartbreak, it, it fades, but you never forget it, right? Like everyone remembers that first time or second or 16th time that they had their hearts <laughs> broken. And while it doesn't, it's not like the crippling pain that it is in, that it was in the immediate moment, um, it fades, but you never, it never goes away, right? And like, in when Pearl is singing, it's over, isn't it? You can tell, like, she's like, no, this, like, I've been alive for thousands of years, and this is the greatest and perhaps only true pain that I've ever felt. War and glory, reinvention, fusion, freedom, her attention, out in daylight, my potential, bold, precise, experimental. Who am I now in this world without her? Petty and dull with the nerve to doubt her. What does it matter? It's already done. Now I've got to be there for her son. It's over, isn't it? Part of why, mm, right, right, it doesn't completely just like she can get over it and she can get through it is because of like Stephen. Right, there's like reminders, like every time that Stephen exhibits or like shows how much of a gem he is, mm-hmm. Pearl's like, right, right, Rose is still here. Right. I have kind of this whole sort of theory about uh, Pearl, where um. You know, she hints in that one flashback episode to Greg that, like, there have been others. Right, yeah. right. That Rose has, Rose has been infatuated with other other people over time. Where's she going? She's like, you're just a phase or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So I think that's exactly what she said. Yeah. And I don't know. I kind of had this idea of, like, Pearl's relationship, like, the way Pearl saw herself and Rose as sort of, like, you see this sometimes with, like, like she thought, I'll always be there. Like well, without, like, without ever like going to like seal like you know the, seal the deal. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But also because like there's the assurance like she's basically immortal, and she's like, oh, yeah. like there have been others. They all died. They died <laughs> because you humans only last about I don't know seventy, eighty years. Especially when someone's shooting lasers from a spear at you. I don't <laughs> know what that's about. Weak. But she yeah, kind of true. had this thing where she was sort of like. <clears throat> You know, like one day she, Rose is gonna be ready, and then it's Pearl time. It's Pearl time. <laughs> and True, and even sort of like this idea of like uh, I hate myself for saying this. Say of like it. Hanging out in the friend zone mm-hmm. and like waiting for the opportunity. For sure. Like I'll be there when. You know what I really, really want? I will tell you what I want. What I really, really want, unprompted. An episode of Steven Universe called The Friend Zone, where Pearl and that mystery lady with the pink hair oh, dude, yes. go to like an arcade called The Friend Zone. <laughs> and Pearl's just like, I love it here. Yes. This seems great. This, that just like completely oblivious. Yeah. I'm just like, I feel so at home. It's almost oh, as if I've been here man. for thousands of She's years. She's just great at all the games. It impresses the woman. And the woman's like, why don't we leave The Friend Zone? And Pearl's like, let's. Uh, I mean, I just feel more comfortable. Um, no that's so true though that yeah she just is like in the wings waiting and assuming that 
she's just probably by duration of her lifespans that she's gonna eventually but also like I, I really want there to be like a flashback of it would almost be great to see a flashback of like Pearl trying to convince Rose to live like Garnet with mm. you know what I mean like oh like let's be rainbow courts all the time do you think that mm. Pearl would have cause part of me thinks that she cause you know she like fought for her and yeah. like she was like Rose Quartz was the leader, and I feel like Pearl, as someone who does ultimately, like, I don't know, or maybe at the time before, like, ultimately, like, respects kind of, like, the hierarchy of power, because that's just, like, what she was created yeah. for. I don't know. Like, I kind of don't think that she would have ever, like, actually talked to Rose Quartz about it. Like, I don't think that conversation would have happened. Also, they wouldn't have, like... When Gar- when Ruby and Sapphire fuse, it's a surprise to them. Right. They mm. didn't know that that was a thing two different gems could fuse before yeah. that. So, granted that then there were another thousand years, but, you know, we haven't seen evidence that a thousand years for the gems is more than, you know, uh, you know. Costume change? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peridot, those new straps. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like how much of her, and like, I, this is absolutely not to, I don't know if I, like, let me know if this is a completely fucked up thing to say. This is but safe space. Is it? Though? No. It's the internet. Um, <laughs> I just feel like not to discount any of Pearl's feelings, but I always wonder like how much of the, um, like the, like the love that she felt for Rose Quartz was actually like coming from Rose Quartz's side. Like how much did Rose Quartz, um, actually reciprocate her feelings versus it just being like a pearl kind of sort of falling back on her default programming. Right. Yeah. Thank you. We, we, in the, in the sword, the scattered episode, dude, we kind of got some of that where like, when Pearl is like beaming the hologram of her past with Rose, that shit fucks me up. Yeah. And like Steven's like, I'm sorry, what are you fighting? I don't know how to feel with my mom. <laughs> I don't I think I think that's a question where I don't think before that episode Pearl thought. I think before that episode Pearl thought she like was like knew everything rose. Like that episode really rattled Pearl that there was this whole thing inside a lion's mane, <laughs> like this True. pocket dimension inside a lion's mane with all of Rose's crap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just the attic. <laughs> Rose's garage is a lion. Aww. Greg has a garage. I was watching, randomly, I was watching the episode with Bismuth where Stephen like unbubbles her by accident and then she comes out of Lion's mane and Lion's face is like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's never been anything inanimate that came out of his head that he didn't watch go into his head. So that would be objectively Imagine terrifying. Imagine if you had a zip but the zip was bigger than your body. How would you feel? God. Um, but yeah, I just like, there is a, I'm glad that Pearl has kind of sort of met someone. I'm secretly hoping that the mysterious girl is like, another Rose Quartz who's been sent to infiltrate the gems and betray her. Like, I feel, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but I'm like, yo, Pearl, you're, you're kind of like the emotional, you're, you're already like the emotional whipping horse of the show a little bit. Like, get used to it. Cause cause the story's good. Definitely is. What episode where is it? 
Oh, it's the one where they go to the moon with all the rubies, where she has to pretend that they're being taken, that they're actually prisoners, and yeah. she's like, "No, you <laughs> savage!" Like it completely overacts. I like I think she's totally fine with like the emotionality being her kind of district. Yeah, <laughs> she lives. <there. laughs> who is the most like who of the Crystal Gems is the drama queen? It's uh, it's Pearl. Yeah, yeah. You'd, oh, you'd think it's Amethyst. Hundred like, percent. No. no, Amethyst is she just parties. Yeah. But she's not, like, into the drama so much. I know this knows, like, what her deals are. Like, she's, like, there's not really any... That's true. It's much she's time very as, self-aware. Yeah, as much time as the show has been, like, oh, like, Amethyst has, like, identity issues. I feel like early season, Amethyst is like, no, I don't. I know exactly who I am. It's kind of, it's kind of funny in that, you know, in the early parts of the show, they sort of do that whole thing where they present their rooms as, like, keys into their character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, Pearls is, you know, everything is completely organized. She can't even let a pile of stuff in the room go by without obsessively, like, compartmentalizing everything, whereas Amethyst just leaves everything lying around. Everything is but, sticky when her door opens. But internally, like, Amethyst is kind of pretty cut and dry, and she knows what her problems are and her issues and stuff, whereas Pearl, it's, it's like... What are her issues? Well, that's a pretty deep well. Like, you know? Yeah. True, because, like, literally, she keeps all of her weapons, like, hidden in a fountain that is apparently, like, without a bottom. Yeah. She just, like, summons axes. And I'm like, how deep does that go? Don't worry about it. We might get some more feedback on this next. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. True, yeah. The new, the new so episode apparently takes place, is, has to do with the It's in the room, right? It's in the temple. What oh. is it? Storm in the temple? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think Stephen goes into Rose's room and like, yo, like what you got? Like everyone has that experience of wandering around their parents' room when they're not home anymore. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to find out what you have to. Where are those presents, ma'am? Where? Where? Oh, presents, sure. Yeah. Or money. Candy? Sure, money too. Or weapons. Porn. Wow, Patrick. All of it. Don't listen to this, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, I, we haven't seen Garnet's room. That's right. I was, because I was like, meant, when I was doing that thing before, I was mentally like, like Pearl and Amethyst, yeah. And then I was like, and we've oh. seen Garnet go into her room, and that was like one of the first clues that and Ruby seen, and Sapphire were two people. Sardonyx's room. Sardonyx's room is the dopest. Yeah. I just like, I. I uh, mean, the theater. Yes, the theater. I can't see nothing in here. You cannot see anything, my darling. Because the show hasn't started yet. Show? Live from a metaphysical room deep in the temple. It's Sardonyx tonight. Good evening, everybody. You're trying to fit into... The new Crystal Gems are trying to fit into their like roles where... Peridot insists that she's Garnet and also insists that... I'm sorry, the Garnet? The, 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 the Garnet. The Garnet. <laughs> <laughs> and Lapis tries to get on it, but like, Connie is trying to channel Steven and she's like, you guys should stop fighting because you love each other and you love me. Like, <laughs> I love the idea that she understands that it is like love that like brings these people together yeah. and brings these aliens together. A shared love of Steven. But yeah, exactly. But also is just has to be like, it's like she creates like Lego blocks out of these like very like complicated concepts. And she's like, so this should work and this should work and you love me and we're done now. And that's like exactly how you would wrap up. How That's how you would like 
describe it to someone. Uh, yeah. yeah, like that's a, that's a synopsis of a Steven Universe episode, but it's just <laughs> I so really great. did think going into that episode, having read the description ahead of time, that it was going to be like a season one Monster of the Week episode. Yeah. It was like there was going to be, I didn't think the whole episode was going to be about the car watch. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, there was no like actual villain. It was like the villain the was villain their was own. The villain was their own. Their yes. own expectations that they set. I love cleaning. that like when Steven sings about how like, oh, you love me and I love you so we all love each other. It's very like heartfelt. So heartfelt. But like when Connie describes it, she comes across as like a low-key narcissist and you can <laughs> see it. She's just like, this is mm, gross. I'm, I'm not here for it. And like Paradox, like when Steven says it. Yeah, exactly. Makes a lot more sense. And she's like, well, I'm not Steven. Yeah. Oh, also shout out to Mr. Smiley. And his creepy English boyfriend, whose, whose name I can't remember. Was he there? I didn't notice. He wasn't there. I'm just, Oh, you know. oh just in general. Oh, I oh, thought yeah, that guy yeah, yeah, of love. Love, yeah. 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 His, his comedy partner, was it? <laughs> We're roommates. We're comedy partners. We're comedy partners. Yeah. Although, I noticed that they, uh, they seem, uh, they seem to have replaced Sinbad. Sinbad got too big for <laughs> Sinbad too busy. Sinbad has, uh, True. previous engagements. You know they're um, they're taping the sequel to First Kid. It's about the vice president. He got a demotion. He didn't make the sequel to Jingle All the Way though. <laughs> yep, there you go. I like it when we get catty. <laughs> <laughs> Replaced by Larry the King. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys read that? Have you guys read that BuzzFeed article where? Um, Everyone misremembers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. the Sinbad movie. Yeah, yeah. Here's it's the thing. amazing. Here's here's the thing. I read that whole thing mm-hmm. like the first three graphs of that, the first three paragraphs of that. I think like, no wait, this was a movie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Same, like, same, same. I same. absolutely like remember. Yo, nineties like nineties kid group think is some intense shit. That, the yeah, government was putting some cool shit too. in the water. <laughs> MK Ultra. Yeah, like well, we like all. Like MJ Ultra. Wow, wow. Is that that's all coming out right with LeBron? I thought that was a rumor. I don't think they're actually doing it. I think that was some like fake news. <sighs> if, it happens, if it happens, it's gonna happen in twenty seventeen. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> true. That's like the new law, the like new Murphy's law. Everything, yeah, everything that can happen will this year. In twenty seventeen. Do you know what I want to happen in twenty seventeen? Paradox and Lapis to fuse. Yeah, I'm waiting it's on gotta that happen. for sure. It's gotta happen. Although, although I like, I would not. I, I, it really seems like they're gonna, it's gonna happen. But at the same time, I would not have guessed that the first gem Steven would fuse with would be Amethyst. Really, that makes the most sense to me, though. They're the most like. I mean, I guess they're more similar, but yeah, I didn't expect that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like it'll go in order of height, to be honest with you. So it'll be like, <laughs> Stephen and Amethyst, Stephen and Ruby, Stephen and Sapphire, Stephen and Pearl. And then, like, it won't even happen with Garnet. Rebecca Sugar's like, no, you'll have to wait yeah, forever. You have to wait for a six season of six seasons and a movie. I can talk. Yeah, I didn't expect... I think the first person I assumed that he would... Honestly, Paradot? Yeah, I yeah. kind of thought that it would be, because they're kind of like... The Have same a, height. Yeah, maybe it is a size thing in my head for sure. Damn. What? Uh, okay, listen. <laughs> uh, hey, listen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys, this was great. Uh, I'll let the good people of the internet know where they can find you, Isha. 
You can find me at um, at Isha Aaron on Twitter. Twitter, uh, Patrick. Oh, where can the people find you? Also on Twitter at Fogan, which is spelled P H O G A N. Sweet. I am at Charles Pulliam, C H A R L E S P U L L. I am. Yeah, that's how you spell my name. Uh, you can find the show, you know, the fusion of all of our personalities, uh, at Boozy Breakfast, the best of handles ever. Um, and coming very soon will be our Tumblr page blog, our Tumblr. You know what we should do? What should we do? To, to kick off the Tumblr? Yes. We should commission a gemsona of our three fusion. Um, Carl can do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I would be so... In- I'll, I'll talk to him about it. And in return, we can have a mess again. <laughs> Did I show you? Oh man. You need to show Patrick. You need to show Patrick. So you remember how I was like, Amethyst and Onion is like my gem fusion? Um, did I text it? I, oh, I, I'm going to have to like... You've texted it to me, but like uh, we text a lot. So yeah, it's going to Actually, back. it might be stuck. Well, well, wait, let me finish this. Um, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'll let, let you. Um... Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, nope, that's not what I want to say. Uh, um, shut up, phone. <laughs> <laughs> you can find... I'm sorry. So, <laughs> this is dumb. You can, find, you can find Boozy Breakfast Friends, obviously, on Twitter. We are also on SoundCloud and iTunes. And most places where fine podcasts are available... And if you could be the sweetest, sweetest of darlings and leave us a, you know, a glowing review on iTunes, it will help us knock some of those podcasts about Steven Universe that haven't been updated in weeks off the top of the Steven (laughs) Universe charts and make it easier to find us. Like This American Life. Yeah, This American Life. Move, Ira. (laughs) Come on. All in the way. You and Zoe Chase taking up all the airway, taking up all the internet. It's disrespectful. Um, This was fun, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We will be back next week with more Boozy Breakfast Friends. Bye, everybody.